over the atmosphere, Lord. You said, Lord, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and wickedness in high places. Therefore, Lord, we must operate in the spirit, Lord. We must walk in the spirit, Lord. We take spiritual authority over the atmosphere. We bind and rebuke fear in the name of Jesus. We bind and rebuke doubt and depression in the name of Jesus. We bind and rebuke confusion and uncertainty in the name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you for the triumph, Lord. Thank you in Jesus' name, Lord. May this word go forth and pierce the heart and lay in the minds of everyone here, Lord, that they may be able and equipped throughout the week to get in touch with you, to spend time with you, to open up their spirit to yours, Lord, so that you can carry them through whatever obstacles come their way, Lord, the good times and the bad times, Lord, that they may rejoice, Lord, when they lose their joy. Rejoice, Lord, when they're depressed. To rejoice, Lord, when they're frustrated. To rejoice, Lord, when they're uncertain. To rejoice, Lord, to, when they're doubtful. To rejoice, Lord, that they may rejoice every time they encounter a problem or an issue. In Jesus' name, amen. I did something that I don't normally do. I forgot my glasses. Uh, so, oh. Well, my wife looks pretty today. Uh, my, 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 my boo thing. <laughs> she re, she, that's my boo thing. She, re, she remixes my old school, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Okay. Anyway, so, <laughs> so as we build the brand, we talked about love. We talked about prayer, right? So the second building block is worship. And one of the things that we're trying to, uh, to accomplish is, I think, and, 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 I'll, and I'll go out on a limb here, for us as people of color, worship to us is the music. If the music is popping, then we worship it. If the music ain't popping, then we ain't worshiping. Like, you know that, you know that, that's my song. Ooh, that's my song. Woo, yeah, yeah. Oh, come on. I'm not only in this one. That's my song. But we all, all of us have a song, a secular song that does something inside of us right now. We run, we, oh, that's, if we have something in our head, we throw it. Oh, that's my song. You know, whatever it is, whatever it is, right? But the question then becomes, do we have a song like that in the Bible? The reason we give you the scriptures to go is so that you have something to chew on, so that you have something to carry with you. Because the only way to defeat the enemy is with the word. The word of our testimony and the word of God, that's the only way. And if we don't know the word, then we're weaponless. You look, we're like that guy who's out there with the, with the machine gun. He, he has no Kevlar. He's naked, right? So um, today, as we move into worship, we're going to use one of my favorite scriptures. I tried to... Uh, uh, passages in the Bible is Psalm 27. Ever since it was in the eighth grade, I remember the first time I heard it, and it resonated with me, um, even though I didn't want to be in church, even though I was fighting with both my parents at that time, <laughs> um, and just my household was haywire. But, um, and maybe that's why I prayed, I don't know. Um, but um, Psalm 27, and I memorized the whole psalm, and I memorized it in the King James Version because the scripture that got me was the last one, and that is our scripture to go today, is wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he will strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Um, and 
the psalm is, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and foes, come upon me to eat my flesh, they stumble and fall. Though an host is encamped against me, my heart shall not fear. And though war shall rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell. No, keep it up there. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, John writes, he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret of his tabernacle. Shall he hide me? He shall set my head, he shall set me up upon a rock. And now my head is lifted above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer Hear me, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy upon me and answer me. When thou saidest, seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, O Lord, thy face will I seek. Turn not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger, for thou hast been my help. For thou hast been my help. Teach me thy way, O Lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. Give me not over to the will of mine enemies. For false witnesses have risen up and such as breed out cruelty. I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. I was getting closer to the Lord when I didn't know any scripture. I knew this one, and I would just yell out stuff from, from, from this song. And it's, it's pretty much all packed in. I would just yell it out. When we were going through stuff when I was in Chicago, I remember I was in Chicago on 79th Street, 79th Street where that Walgreens is. <laughs> and I was walking because, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah that uh, I was walking in the rain coming back from where my aunt was because there were some problems with her house. The buses weren't running, and it was dark, and I was walking in the rain through that parking lot. And I was like, Lord, you promised me. You promised me. You promised me. I was angry. I was crying. But you couldn't tell because it was raining, so I didn't care. But I was walking through that parking lot where, you know, all, all that stuff where that, uh, that, that, that grocery store and all that stuff is, and I just started saying, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. That's how I know it works, Sandra. I was walking in the rain, and I walked all the way to the house, soaking wet, just saying, Jesus, Jesus. And then I was like, you, you know a scripture? So I, so I started yelling out the 27th Psalm. That's, that's my song. That's my song. Because that's, that's all a psalm is. The psalm is a song. A psalm is a hymn. It's poetry set to music. And uh, as we talk about worship, we worship with the word of God. 
uh, our next Bible study, we're, gonna, we're going to use a book that talks about praying the scriptures. And all worship is, is thanking God for who he is. It's just a form of thankfulness. We thank God for who he is. He is the light of my life. He is my shield and my buckler. He is my redeemer. He is my shelter in a time of trouble, my strong tower, right? So um, as we talk about this, I used um, this up here. I don't know if any of you remember when I was a child, I had this poster in my, even then God was calling out to me. Uh, and I had this poster. Remember that poster that said, Jesus Christ, and it had wonderful counselor, uh, Lord of all, holy one. Say, remember that poster? It had all the names of, of, of Jesus. And I was looking online, and I couldn't find it. Deliverer, mighty one, Alpha and Omega. I, that's, that's it. I have that, but the, isn't it? Where is it? Oh, it's, I, I found <laughs> It's here. Josh has it. I was like, good shepherd, the way of truth and life, prince of peace. And it has all the names of the Lord. So when we talk about worship, even though we have to, even though we're moving toward understanding that worship is not about the music, it's about giving God his. Giving God his. Because he, he meant that when he said, I loved you first. I loved you before. I loved you way back when Adam messed up. I loved you, Amy. I loved you, Trevor. I went through time. Raina, I went, Jesus, God went through time. And said, okay, Raina's going to be born here. And she's going to meet Trevor. And they're going to have these kids. And they're going to face these things. So I'm going to deposit in her my spirit. So that when her children are faced with certain problems, she can, she can, she can step into time just for us. It's not here. I didn't think so. <laughs> it was, it used to be here, but it's not here. But worship is just calling out who he is, calling out who, who he is. We do, we do it in prayer. We do it in song. But in prayer, before we start anything, because one of the reasons that prayer is one of our foundational, uh, as we build the brand, it's one of the building blocks, is because everybody thinks that, not everybody, some people think that prayer is just asking for stuff. And that's not what prayer is. Prayer is talking to God. Prayer is me getting together, like when me and Trevor get together, we play chess. And we sit and we talk, we pray, we play chess, we sit and we talk. And me and Rod, we go out to Big Reds and we're working out. We sit, we talk. That's what prayer is. What's going on? This is what's going on in me. This is what's going on in me. Lord, you promised this to me. It hasn't come to fruition. Why hasn't it come to fruition? What am I doing? We want to do it our way. So that's cool if you want to do it your way. God has kind of broken me of that. So my question to you is, if you want to do it your way, how's that working for you? Yes, that's what I thought. So, <laughs> so this is my, um, my poster. It has all of these things, but also I, I didn't put these up. If you want them, I can give, give them to you. I went through the Bible, and in Hebrew, El Shaddai means all-sufficient God, God Almighty. El Emet is God of truth. Is that? Oh, yeah. God of truth. Emet is truth. El Echad is the one God. El Sadiq, the righteous God. El Hanen Emem. Hane Emen is the faithful God. But we know it as Jehovah Jireh, God my provider. Jehovah Rapha, God my healer. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is my banner. When I go into battle, the Lord is waving. Jehovah Sick. 
and I'm giving you these, you can look them up. You can go to the, you can you can go online. You can look them up. Whatever is because when we when we're talking about worship God in your prayer time, just worship Him before you start asking for things. Not that you don't, but it bears repeating before we start asking for things. Before we start, Lord, I need this. Lord, I need that. Lord, 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 Lord. He knows what you need. <laughs> he knows what you're gonna need next Tuesday, even though you don't. He knows what you need. He knows what your kids need. He knows that, I won't say Naila. He knows that Dot is going to do A, B, and C next week and drive me crazy, and he knows I'm going to need a little patience. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> he knows that when Dot gets to be Naila's age, I'm going to need a lot of patience. <laughs> he already knows what I need. So when we come before him, he already knows what you need. But the funny thing is we hide these things in our hearts, some things we don't want to ask because we're afraid or whatever. But I just lay it all out. If he's going to give it to you, he's going to give it to you. Like I said before, if he didn't say no, that means not yet. Amen? All right. So as we move into uh, Psalm 27, oh, as we move to Psalm 27, two things I want you to think about in your prayer time. Worshiping, just calling out who God is, and confession. Confession has two parts, or there are two types of confession. When we confess, Lord, when I was at Krispy Kreme and that dude popped off, I wanted to act crazy, but I had to pray. So I got in the car, and I prayed, and I said, bless you, brother. Forgive me for that, because I shouldn't have responded that way, because Pastor Ordell is out at Krispy Kreme acting crazy. He going to get in trouble for Pastor Teresa. <laughs> Yeah, he's out there. Can, can you see the headlines? Pastor fights in Krispy Kreme parking lot in Crenshaw. <laughs> yeah, top story at five. <laughs> Holy Spirit going, way to go, man. You're making us look great. <laughs> way to go. That's awesome. That is awesome, right? No. Lord, I confess my sins, the things that I've done wrong. I confess. <laughs> no, no. I confess my sins, Lord, the things that I've done wrong. But also confession is reciting the scriptures in prayer. That's all it is. Lord, you are my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? You are the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? We say that all the time. But yet and, yet and still, when the spirit of fear comes, we run and hide. So we have to repeat the scriptures so that we can hide them in our hearts. So worship, worship. Calling out the name of the Lord, confessing, okay? So, when I looked up psalm, in Greek, psalm is psalmos, which means hymn or song, song of praise. In Hebrew, it's tehillim, which is praises. Now, hallel means praise, right? And then I was like, wait, tehillim is praises. So, it's te tehillah is praise. So, I was like, what's the difference? Hallel is the root, praise. Tehillim is singing those praises. So psalms are singing these praises. So these psalms were sung out. These are the things that they repeated over and over again when they were on, on journeys, when they, when, they, when they would move from place to place. They would sing these things out. They were hiding them in their heart. If you repeat anything long enough, you'll start to remember. Like the book of Eli. That was incredible. I'm like... He knows the whole Bible. I only know Psalm 27. I mean, some of you, some, you know, Raina, I know you, you guys are more saved than I am. You know, you guys are more saved 
y'all probably know like the the whole Old Testament. You, you know, I I I'm working. I'm getting. Be- I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to get better. Uh, y'all probably know the whole Old Testament and you know the two three Timothy letters. Y'all probably you probably know all that. So so what I'm gonna do is the Holy Spirit said to uh, to break this down. This is a two-parter because I'm not going to do the whole thing. We're not going to be here all day breaking down Psalm 27. We're going to do part of it, and we're going to do the rest next week. But there are various types of psalms, right? Psalms are hymns. Then there's penitential psalms, confessing our sin. Then there's wisdom psalms, you know, observations in life. Then there's, if you want this information, I can give it to you. There are specific psalms. Then there are royal psalms. They're just focused on David or the king, Solomon, right? Then there are messianic psalms describing Jesus and his ministry. Then there are imprecatory psalms when David says, kill my enemies. (laughs) Imprecate is to cast curses on. When David says, these people rising up against me, Lord, kill them. And one thing I like, one thing, I mean, you have to give it to David. We good? <laughs> he went before God. He was like, Lord, I don't like them. Kill them. Lord, I, David was an OG, man. I, I, was reading the, I was reading this whole, the whole story of, uh, it was in Nabal, when David said, send us some food. And the, and the guy came back and said, yeah, he said, I ain't giving you nothing. Meanwhile, he's in the house having a feast. David said, if he's not dead this day, I was like, <laughs> he was like, you, you. As a matter of fact, all y'all coming. We're we going to wipe out him, his sons. We're taking everything. And I was like, this dude is, thank you, God. That's, your, that's, that's what I'm saying. David was an OG, right? He, he would roll down and he would, so he had, and, and when I look at him, I was like, he had to exercise self-control because he was a stone-cold killer, a killer. I was like, you're just going to kill a dude? David was like, yeah. If his wife hadn't come down and be like, you know what? My husband's stupid. Here's some rice cakes. Here's some Gatorade. I got two liters of Pepsi, (laughs) some tacos. Bring the tacos. The tacos are coming. David was like, you're a good wife. (laughs) Because I was about to kill your husband. And I was like, well, didn't he repent before the Lord for that? Because God knows who David was. God knows who you are. God knows who you are. So those things that you do, yes, you should repent or you should say, Lord, I confess these sins. That's why it's called confession. Repenting is turning away from them. Confessing is, I did this. God already knows that you, he already knows that I have a temper. He already knows that if somebody pops off of me at Krispy Kreme, I need to take a minute. That's Daryl. But because I'm trying to do what God wants me to do, if somebody pops off, he's standing in the doorway, Trevor. He's standing in the doorway talking about, come on, man. I was like, don't talk to me like that. I, I should have just said, you know what, bless you, son, right? That's what I should have said, right? But God knows. So I get in the car and I confess, Lord, I, sh- I could have handled that better. I should have handled that better. I'm, I, I have a different mantle now. It's not like when I was in New York and people popped off, I could just, you know, it's not like that. It's different now because I don't just represent me. You don't just represent you. I represent me. I represent her. Dot, mom, pop, but most importantly, I represent God, right? So there are three psalms that stick out in my mind as the most popular. Psalm 23, 
The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. When David's talking about make, he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies, he's talking about his own family. He's talking about his brothers. When they came to anoint him, yeah, when they came to anoint him, they told him, you're going to be king. His brothers were like, he going to be king? Him. He's the smallest. <laughs> He's the worst looking. <laughs> he, he looks after sheep. I should be king. But God was looking at their heart. Psalm 51, David penned after Nathan came to him and said, if a man thought another dude's sheep when he had a bunch of sheeps, kill him. That's you. You are that man. God knows. And my thing is David had to, I, he, he, he was in close relationship with God, so how could he not know that God knew? Not only did you take this man's wife, but you, you said you murdered the man. But because God loved David so much, David, Lord, please forgive me. He's like, you're going to pay for this, you and your children, because you knew better. It'd be different if you didn't know better, but you knew. And Psalm 90, which was penned by Moses, right? Those are the three most popular. But Psalm 27 uh, sticks out for me because I learned it early, and I committed it to memory, and I guess God knew that I was going to need it. So the first, I'm just, this is kind of a just a teaching. We're just teaching. I'm not going to be like, ah. <laughs> I'm just teaching. I'm just teaching. So verse 1 through 3, confidence and strength in the face of my enemies. David's asking. Verse 4 through 5, his desire to dwell in the presence of the Lord for the rest of his life. He's, he's saying, I want to go to heaven. I want to spend the rest of eternity with you. Six through eight, sacrifices of joy. I'm seeking your face, Lord. Every day I'm seeking your face. Only you know what I am going to encounter. New mercies. What are those new mercies? What am I going to need them for? Nine through 13, he's claiming victory over the enemy and seeing God's goodness and the ultimate verse, 14, wait on the Lord, be patient. Basically, he's saying what the Lord said in 46. Be still and know that I am the Lord. This is the key to anxiety attacks. If you have anxiety attacks, this is the key. I don't have anxiety attacks, but if you have anxiety attacks, this is the key. Be still and know that I'm the Lord. An anxiety attack is just an attack of fear. There's a spirit of fear that's attacked you, and you've allowed it to occupy a space in your mind. You've allowed it to take control of you. You've allowed it to move in. I don't know if you guys, you ever have the friends that come, they go, I'm going to stay for a few days, and a year later, they're still in your house? No? Yes. Yeah, me too. Me too. I had to kick my cousin out, and the whole family called. You want to kick him out? Yes. He's had time. He's a grown man. Yes, it's time to go. He moved in. That's what we do. We allow these, we allow, the spirit of fear occupying my mind, occupying a space in my mind. Not, used to rent. Now it owns. It owns several properties in my mind <laughs> because I've allowed that spirit. I've tolerated that spirit. I've allowed it to dwell. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and wickedness. So we have the authority to vanquish that spirit, but we don't. So it's occupying. It's owning. It used to rent a little 
One, a studio. They have studios out here? I don't know. They have them in New York. Used to rent a studio. Now it has a palatial estate because we've allowed it to occupy the space in my mind. So here we go. Let's break this down. Verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Amy. I recite this all the time. I'm not afraid of a lot of things. Um, I am afraid of the Lord, and that has kept me from doing a lot of things. But when he says light, one of the things I pray is the Lord, allow the light of the Holy Spirit to shine in every dark place in my heart. Because there's some dark places in my heart. I know you guys, especially you, Trev, you guys are real saved. You guys don't have dark places in your heart. So, but, uh, you know, illuminate them to me so that I can do something about them, Right? So he says, whom shall I fear? Romans 8.31. Who knows what Romans 8.31 is? If the Lord is for me, then who can stand against me? So then my question then becomes, why are we so fearful? I preached I preach, I, I preach a sermon. I don't know if I, I preached it here. I didn't preach it in this space. If you weren't afraid, what would you be doing? I used to ask myself that question like once every three or four months. And then I realized I need to ask myself that question like once a month. Because there's always something that I'm afraid of doing. Maybe not you guys, but there's always something that I'm, if I weren't afraid, what would I be doing? So then I asked myself that question the other day. And I was like, no, I'm doing, I'm doing what you said do. So I said, if I, I was, yesterday I was praying, laid out. If I weren't afraid, what would I be doing? Holy Spirit said, you would finish your application to Fuller. I was like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you're right, I would. And I was like, uh, am I afraid? I'm not afraid. Holy Spirit said, you are afraid. Why are you making faces? <laughs> Can you hit her with your hat? <laughs> Zondra making faces in the back. <laughs> if you weren't afraid, what would you be doing? There is something that you would be doing if you weren't afraid. There is something that you would be doing if you weren't afraid. Because I figured I was doing everything. I'm, I'm pastoring. You, t- you told me to pastor. That's scary, the scariest thing ever. Yeah, we're past that now. You need to finish your application to Fuller. Well, then I was like, well, what if, what if they say, yeah, you could come? We ain't got no money. Don't worry about that. I'm bigger than anything. Well, what if they don't accept me? Why wouldn't they accept you? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But what if they don't? Then my ego will be bruised. Then I'll be mad. Then I will go down to Fuller, and I'll be like, look, y'all need to review this application. (laughs) Again, I'll be mad. But what if they wouldn't? Holy Spirit said, you're afraid. But you recite the scripture all the time. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? You recite that scripture daily, and yet you're walking in fear. No, that is not who you are. That is not who you are. So think about it, Stephanie. If you weren't afraid, what would you be doing? I know you've done some things. I know we've all done some things, but those things are done. Moving on to other things, sir. The Lord is the strength of my life. He's my fortified fortress. He's my stronghold. But yet, I allow the spirit of fear to occupy a place in my mind, to own property, no down payment. He got a seven-bedroom house. 
palatial estate, fountains and all kinds of stuff. They fruit groves because I've been tolerating it. I've been letting fear dictate. I've had that application for a while, <laughs> and I haven't done it. It is, and I'm going to do it this week. <laughs> I promise I'm going to do it this week. Verse 2. Now, this verse always stood out for me, and I prayed about this verse. When the wicked, even mine enemies and foes, came upon me to eat my flesh, they stumbled and fell. The wicked would be anybody who is opposing the Lord. So, Lord, when your enemies come against me, and this is so apropos for us as the body of Christ now, when those who do not adhere to the tenets of the Lord come for us, what should we do? But he says, even mine enemies and foes, mine enemies and foes, those people out to get me, my personal enemies and foes. So enemies and foes are the same word, right? So I did some research. He means, Zonda, those people at your job that talk about you. Those people at your job that set traps for you. Those people that go by the boss and say, yeah, I know you told Zonda to have that in by Tuesday. It's Wednesday. You know, we're waiting for those people. You know, foes, those people who are going to attack you, those people who openly want to do something physical and hurt you, yes. But those people who are sneaky and spread lies about you, those people, even my enemies and foes. And I was praying about this verse. That mentions people, but it doesn't mention family members. I'll say it again. That mentions people outside our family, but it doesn't mention family members. Lord, even mine enemies and foes, even mine, because Absalom, his son was like, yo, I'm killing everybody. I'm taking over. Right? We have people in our family. You know, when we got ordained, Pastor said, call your father. My father's not. He doesn't walk with the Lord. But uh, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to, to learn to honor him, him and Pop. I'm trying to learn to honor them in the way that they should be honored with their faults, I think, included. You understand what I'm saying? Because we all have faults. But I'm trying to learn to honor them, right? Trying to give them what, what uh, even with the recent events that happened, I'm trying to learn to honor them, right? Because I would want that for my children. I'm trying to learn to honor my father. We got ordained. We got ordained. I was happy. We crying. You know, they lay hands, pour oil. We're all greasy. You know, the, the saints lay, put the, laid their hands on us, Raina. She's like, you should call your father. You should call your father. And I knew what he was going to say. And I said, no, I'm not calling my father because he's going to say something stupid and it's going to make me mad. <laughs> but she was like, yeah, I got to give it to her. She's like, you should call him. You should call him. And, and, and I should have. And I did because she kept on with it. And I called him. And he said something stupid and it made me mad. It made me so mad I started crying. <laughs> because I wanted to reach through the phone, and I, <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We just had this happen. Now the enemy's trying to take this joy from me. He's trying to take this joy from me. So I had to let it go. Scripture says, when my enemies and foes came upon me to eat my flesh. He didn't say come against me. Coming against me is like this. Coming upon you is when they do this. Oh. 
they don't know I'm back here. They don't know what's going on. So let me just slide in here, put them in a chokehold real fast, right? That's when your enemies come upon you. That's what he's talking about. He's not talking about when I see him, when I see him coming. He's talking about when I don't see him coming, when I'm doing what you told me to do, and they're sliding up behind me. They're slithering in the grass. They're whispering about me. They're talking about me. My enemies came upon me to eat my flesh. David's battled bears and lions. <sighs> to eat my, did I scratch you? <laughs> to eat my, I'm going to get yelled at later. To eat my flesh. <laughs> I, was, I was just messing with you. To eat my flesh. So he's not talking about, you know, people that you see coming. Because I don't worry about those people. Pop, 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 people popping yang that you know all the time. Those people you don't have to worry about. Those people who are like, yeah, you're, you know what? I'm so glad you joined this company because there was nobody else like me, and now there's you. I am so glad you're here. And God will show you. God will show you. You're like, I want to trust this person, but there's something not quite right. I want to like this person, but there's something not quite right. It's your spirit. It's the spirit of the Lord telling you, don't trust that person. Don't trust that person. Don't trust that person. Don't trust that person, but we let our flesh take over. Yeah, but, but they're a good friend. Their birthday's on the same day as mine. We're going to go out together. We're going to celebrate. They're married. I'm married. Da, 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 da. That person has fabricated the whole life that you don't know anything about. And you trust them. And next thing you know, you feel this knife in your back. Right? I mean, like, well, we were going to give you the promotion, but when we talked to Stephanie, well, I shouldn't say Stephanie, we talked to Janice over here, she showed us some things, that, you know, and so we think that we're going to promote her over you. Meanwhile, she was your assistant before. When they came upon me to eat my flesh, what happened? They stumbled and fell because the Lord has got my back, which goes back to number one. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Verse 4, he says, uh-oh. I was testing you guys did good. Verse 3. Oh, oh, I want to oh, I I add this. Categories of enemies. There are three categories of enemies. Category one are those who don't know you, don't know what you're about, don't know who you are, don't know what's going on with you. That's category one of enemies. They could get to know you, but maybe they choose not to. But... You know those people? Oh, she thinks she this. She thinks she that. She think you think, you think you, you think you. And I'm like, you know what? I'm so glad that I occupy a place in your mind. I really, that's flattering. You think you better than everybody else. And everybody's been saying it. And da, 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 da. They don't know you. They don't, you don't, if you got to know me, you knew that's not who I am. First category. Second category. People who mean or meant well, but they caused you pain. Sometimes they just want, they don't want you to get the big head. Most of your family and friends are going to fall into this category, right? They meant well, but they caused you pain. My, the scripture says, if they're not for you, 
they're against you. That means if they're not going the same direction as you're going, they're going in another direction, they're against you. It's not a bad thing. It's just, it's just what it is. If I'm going this way and she's going that way, those, those are opposites or, or opposing forces, I should say. And the third category are those people who just don't like you, Zandra, because they just don't like you. They're going to hate on you no matter what. I call those people affectionately secret admirers. They hate us because they ain't us, but they're secret admirers. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna be against you no matter what you do, no matter what you say, no matter what. Well, you didn't do this. The project was a success. Yeah, but he didn't do this. <laughs> so people who don't know you, don't know anything about you, don't know what you're about, people... Number two, who meant or mean well, but they want to try to keep you in your place. And people who just, they're going to hate on you no matter what. They're going to hate on you no matter what. Three categories of enemies, right? Those people who talk about us, those people who really, 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 really want to do us some harm, those two people, right? Amen? Amen. So verse 3 my heart shall not fear. The heart was considered the, the center of the human spirit back then. So everything is there. Courage, your thoughts. My heart shall not fear. So imagine, if you will, that you said this verse 50 times a day. 50 times. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? You said it all the time. Do you think things would be different? They would be. They would be. They would be different because you'll start to believe that. You don't believe it right now. We don't believe that. I don't believe that. If I did, I would have finished my application of fully. Whether they accepted me or not, God's going to do what God's going to do. Even if they said, you can't come here, God can fix it where they can say, you know what? We admitted you, but you weren't supposed to come in the first place, but you're already here. So God can fix it so they could give me a full scholarship. God can fix it. God can fix it. But somewhere in my heart, I don't believe it. It's like the man who said, heal my daughter. Heal my son. If you can, Jesus said, if I can, if I can, do you believe I can? He says, I believe, but help my unbelief. That's my prayer all the time. That's my prayer all the time. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to end with this. I'm going to end with this. And he says, uh, though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. The war shall rise against me. In this I will be confident that you are my light and my salvation. That's what he means. So the reason he says, uh, though a host should encamp against me, because David was king. Right? So there were factions of people trying to take over, but because David was David, he had fortified the city. So... War is going to rise against me. So there are people coming to take over, not just take over, 
but kill me and take my wives, take my children and make them slaves. Yes. And I was like, wait, hold, what? <laughs> there are people coming to kill me, take my wife and take my children and make them slaves. And every husband in here right now, if somebody said, I'm going to come in and take your wife and take your children, you'd be like, okay, Lord, I believe you and I know you got me, but if they step foot up in here, I know, I know. I know that's what you're thinking because that's what I'm thinking too as a husband and a father. I will do everything humanly possible to make sure that they do not get my wife and my child. So the question then becomes, what's your worst fear? You ain't got to tell me. What's your worst, worst fear? Worst, worst nightmare. My worst, worst nightmare used to be going to jail. I don't want to go to prison because... You know, me, little old me, but that time has passed. <laughs> been there, done that. I ain't been to prison, but been there, done that. So what's your worst, worst fear? And this is something I want you to think about. Your worst, worst nightmare. Your worst, worst thing. The worst thing that could possibly happen in your life. God's got you. The reason I ended here is because I want you to leave with that. I want you to think about, if you haven't thought about, as an adult, what's your worst fear? It could be something happens to your wife or children. For me right now, I think that's it. Um, I was trying to think of other things, but the dog was getting on my nerves. And I was like, my worst fear would be to kill this dog, and my daughter would be upset. <laughs> my wife would be like, what happened to the dog? So what's your worst thing? The worst thing that could possibly happen to you, the worst thing, can I share about last January, January before last? So... Um, the worst thing that could possibly happen. So two years ago, we were pregnant. Right before we started church, we were pregnant. And uh, we had been praying. Teresa wanted a son. You know, I was just like, Lord, bless us. Let the baby be healthy. We were pregnant. Even after they told her that we couldn't have children, we had dot. We were like, we ain't listening, y'all. We don't, we don't have sick, whatever. No, not six, not six. Three, 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 at the most, three. Uh, please, not six. So um, we were pregnant, and we lost the baby. I believe that was my wife's worst fear. So we're in a store, and we have our little thing one, thing two, thing three sweatshirts on. And there was a guy who was just... I didn't recognize it at the time. If I had recognized it, I would have taken authority over the whole situation because it was spiritual. But I, 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 I didn't know. And he was just talking. He was talking. And him talking to us and talking at us. He was just talking, talking, talking. And he wanted to say, shut up. And I was trying to be nice because uh, my wife told me I was too mean. But for some reason the whole thing hit her. And my wife had an had a, had a emotional breakdown in the store, in the car. My daughter's crying because she doesn't know what's going on. You know, she's a two. She, all she knows is mommy's crying and Teresa's in the car losing. I'm crying, you know, and I'm praying and 
the Holy Spirit says, you just experienced your worst nightmare. And you're in the parking lot buying groceries. I got you. I am the light. I am the salvation. You just experienced the most horrific thing that you ever thought possible. says in Ephesians, I can bless you with more than you can possibly imagine. So don't you think that whatever you imagine your worst fear to be, that I not only can fix that situation, I can take it away from you. Your worst fear. When the Lord told Abraham, take your son and sacrifice him. He had to travel three days to get there. Thinking about this the whole time. He left his servants at the foot of the mountain and said, we will be back. I'm thinking, what's he thinking about? <laughs> he's thinking either God's going to fix this situation or he's going to put another one just like this one I sacrificed right here so we both can go back. That's what he's thinking. God's going to go, and he's going to appear, and it's going to be like nothing happened, and the two of us are going to go back. I'm like, I want that kind of faith. Whatever your worst fear is, whatever the, in your mind, the worst thing that could possibly happen to you, God has got you. He will see you through. This ain't no game. This ain't no game. He ain't telling you. He's not telling you that I'm your light and your salvation for no reason. He's telling you I'm your light and your salvation because he stepped into time and he saw your light. He saw all the things that you would experience. You would experience with your husband and your wife or your children on your job, physical, mental, your family. And he said, this is what they're going through. Daryl and Teresa, on this Thursday night, they're going to go to Ralph's. Some dude is going to be, they're not going to know what to do. They're going to they're gonna have a breakdown. So he stepped into time and provide what they need. And I just kept reciting the scripture. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? The worst thing that you can think could possibly happen to you or your loved ones. God got you. I'm going to say it again, and when I say God's got you, I want you to say God's got me. The worst thing that you can imagine for you or your family, God's got you. God's got you. God's got you. God's got you. Lord, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus, and we say thank you for having our backs. Thank you for making a way, Lord. You would not deposit the ideas, the things in our hearts, the desires that we have without making a way. If you told us to do it, you're going to make a way. The problem is we tolerate the spirit of fear, and it steers us away from what we're supposed to be doing what we're supposed, where we're supposed to be. Lord, my prayer is that you give us all back the original blueprint of our lives. What you created us for in the first place. Give it back to us, Lord. 
And when you give it back to us, Lord, bless us to walk in that direction. As scripture says, you will look to your left. You will look to your right. You will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it. No matter what you see, no matter what it looks like, Lord, help us help our unbelief. This week, as we go about our lives, prepare us for whatever comes our way. And those who in their prayer time will discuss with you what they are just terrified of, comfort them in such a way and as only you can, Lord. Guard their hearts and their minds. We say thank you for today, Lord. We say thank you for your blood. We say thank you for the name of Jesus. Amen. of the Lord.